Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Have we seen the last of LeBron in the conference finals after his comments post-game last night? He's trying to at least hint that it's not a lock that he's going to return, but even if he does, does that mean he'll be able to get back there? It's Canty and Carlin. And for Graney, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio. Let's hear from LeBron after the Lakers got swept last night on what his future holds with the organization and overall. Let's see. We'll see what happens going forward. And I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. Look, it might be heat of the moment, annoyed that they got swept. It might be a resignation to the fact that the Denver Nuggets are going to be here for the long term and he doesn't see a path to getting past them. It might also be just a direct message to the Lakers front office. Whatever it is, I don't believe that Carmelo or that, that uh, LeBron James is hanging it up anytime soon for the Lakers. No, and I think this was another one of those things that LeBron James does to continue to apply pressure to the front office and to ownership to make a decision that they might be reticent about making, which is going after Kyrie Irving this offseason. He's a free agent. They know it's going to cost them money. It's probably going to cost them more in terms of a commitment with years two than they want to make. But this is a decision that if the Lakers are committed to taking advantage of the twilight of LeBron's career that they have to make because that's the only move that's out there to be made given where they are with their cap and with their draft pick, uh, draft picks. That's the only move that they can make that brings them closer to the Denver Nuggets. That's the only move that they make that allows them to compete at a high level and get back to the NBA Finals. To me, it's Kyrie Irving or bust. And if Kyrie Irving doesn't find his way onto the Lakers roster this summer, it'd be really interesting to see what LeBron James does. I don't think that it's off the table for LeBron James to sit out a year, Mm. to retire, and come back when his son Bronny decides he's going to come into the NBA. I don't think that's off the table. If the Lakers can't dramatically improve by getting a star of Kyrie's caliber, then I think it's obvious to LeBron that they don't have enough to compete in 23-24. So at that point, sit out a year, Wait until Bronny matures, whether it's one year at USC, two years at USC, when he decides he's going to enter the NBA draft, at that point, make the decision to come out of retirement and force your way to wherever Bronny is. To me, that, that's also a possibility. Wendy put it out there this morning that he wants to play with Bronny. Now, I get that LeBron and the family tried to quell some of that by putting out a statement through Dave McMiniman, but ultimately, I do think that's a goal for both father and son, but if... LeBron James can't have an opportunity to compete for a championship with the Lakers next year. I could see a world where he retires until Bronny gets to the NBA. You know, if you're curious about where Bronny could fit in the NBA, if he is good enough to fit in the NBA, Jonathan Cavoni put out a mock draft back in February that had him going 10th overall in the 2024 draft to the Orlando Magic. Now, now baked into that is the team potentially being able to get LeBron James Exactly, too. and selling some tickets for a year. No doubt. Yeah, and, and look, if you're looking at Bronny that way and you're willing to do that and you're going to get LeBron with it, I totally understand it. If I'm LeBron at this point, I think taking a year off, if I don't get Kyrie Irving here, is absolutely the way to go. I, I really you do. You like that idea. I, I do. You know, Chris can, and he's going to be under contract with the Lakers, and that would get a little bit sticky. 
But yeah, but the they Lakers, find their the way Lakers, out of it. The Lakers would figure that out yeah. because that's an organization that always wants to be perceived as doing right by players. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why even if LeBron didn't come out and say, I'm retiring, if LeBron just came out and said, you know what? Taking a mental break for a year. Yeah. Physically, mentally, I need to shut it down for a little bit. I still have the aspiration of playing with Bronny. I still have the aspiration of playing more basketball, maybe taking another run at the championship. But I know for me, right now, stepping aside, not the worst idea. That, to me, is very interesting. I'll give you one other thing. And the other thing thing about that, too, stepping away allows him to address the foot injury that he had in the middle of the season the proper way, like to get his body right, to properly heal. Uh, I mean, think about it. It just – it's. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, of course, when you think about LeBron James potentially doing that, you automatically think about what Michael Jordan did. Not Mm -hmm. once, but twice in his career. Now, the last time when he stepped away from the Chicago Bulls after the second three-peat, it was his age 35, 36, and 37 season where he set out. Came back his age 38 year, played 60 games. His age 39 year, played Hall 82 games, and you're talking about this guy averaging 20 points in that season. Was that the 70-win bowl team, I think, where he played all 82? No, I'm I'm, I'm talking about with the Wizards. Oh, with the Wizards. I'm sorry. After the second three Okay. He played 60 games one season and then 82 games the following season. I got confused there for a sec. Uh, But he averaged 20 points a game in his age 39 season. I mean, that's... (laughs) <laughs> but I also think there's part of LeBron that doesn't want to be Jordan and do that. Like, he wants to be very clear that if he did step away, this is what I'm doing. I'm not coming back just to come back. I'm coming back with well, one he or would two be very coming specific back, goals. He would life. be coming back to play with his son. Yes. That would be the only goal. Exactly. I, at that point, I don't think he's coming back to try to win championships as much as it is about playing with Bronny. You know, the one other thing that we haven't really even mentioned, you know, it, it was brought up during – last round of the playoffs, that LeBron has had the, the people who filmed the last dance following him all year. Mm. Am I reading too much into that? Maybe, maybe it was just a... You're reading too much, you're reading too much or, into I'm that. I'm not saying that he's made a decision. I'm just saying maybe he did it in case. Yeah, well, better to have and not need than need and not have. Right. And if you're LeBron, you want to document everything, not only because you want to keep it from a nostalgia standpoint, but also... You have a production company. Yeah. You have the Spring Hill Company. Mm-hmm. It's content. Why not? You're already making it. You're already being paid to do it. Why not film it and get paid more off of it eventually if you decide to use it? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the Seaport District. Pier 17 brought to you by Chase. The other part, though, is the message that you believe, and I absolutely buy into it, that he is sending to Lakers management. Kyrie Irving is in the building. I look at Anthony Davis's performance throughout the postseason as the EKG that we have been talking about. I look at what he did last night. Guys, this ain't enough. We can't do it here without having the third star. And you might be reticent given what's happened with Kyrie Irving over the last couple of years, but that's what we need, and that's our only option at this point to win. Well, so they're going to get better. They're not. They're not. They have nothing to trade. They have nothing to draft. They have nothing to get better with. Now, just being devil's advocate here, and, and I'm, I'm just being clear about it, that this is not how I feel, but if you're the Lakers front office, you're saying, 
Yeah, the reason that we have nothing to trade is because we had to use a first-round draft pick to get rid of the guy on Russell Westbrook that we didn't want in the first place. We wanted DeMar DeRozan. Magic Johnson told us as much. He thought it was a done deal. And then the Lakers shipped assets to Washington, including Kyle Kuzma, in order to get back Russell Westbrook, a guy that you had to burn a first-round draft pick in order to get rid of. (laughs) So they're looking at it and saying, that's your making. You created this situation where we have no trade assets outside of the players on this roster. You did that, not us. You're the one that made us move heaven and earth in order to get Anthony Davis once upon a time. You did that, not us. So, so now you want us to, to, to feel pressured into doing yet another move that we're uncomfortable with when all of the, the previous moves that you dictated to us didn't lead to us winning another championship? And if I'm LeBron, you know what I say? What's your other option? Yeah, thanks. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with yeah. you. The other option for the Lakers, which is not really an option, is to go into a rebuild. Yep. It's to allow LeBron to walk away, to call him on his bluff. Well, I don't even think it's a bluff. To call him on what he's saying, allow him to retire, trade away Anthony Davis, and get whatever building block piece that you can in order to start the rebuild. Are the Lakers a Kyrie Irving away from competing for a championship? James, up next on ESPN Radio. James, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. You got Listen, it. I get it. I get it. I get the whole idea of bringing Kyrie to the Lakers, but what makes more sense is Damian Lillard. How are the you ball, getting him? The guy's a baller. How are you getting him? You do whatever you got to do to get him. They don't have anything to get him, and not even in a three-team deal. They don't have draft picks to trade. They don't have assets to trade unless you're going to trade away Anthony Davis, and that would defeat the purpose of getting Damian Lillard. They have nothing to trade to get Damian Lillard right now. Nothing. Nothing. That's why Irving is their only option, a free agent who wants to be there, and you may be able to get him, not for a song, but certainly a lesser number if he's buying into what you're doing. It's a hell of a roll of the dice, but you don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, you have to go after it if you want to take advantage of LeBron James in the twilight of his career. And it seemed like the Lakers will be willing to do that because all of the moves that they've made over the last four or five years have been about LeBron James. Listen, LeBron, AD, and Dame Lillard would be an amazing show to watch. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. No, that's not happening. Joel, up next on ESPN Radio. Joel, what do you think? Kyrie to the Lakers? I don't think... Kyrie is the kind of guy who takes a pay cut. Dallas has his bird rights. There's no there's no taxes in Texas. Why is he going to not do a sign and trade and just go to the Lakers for a huge pay cut? They're going to have to. I don't know how huge the pay cut Unfortunately, it's not going to be a huge pay cut. He's not going to go there for a minimum contract. Kyrie's going to get some money, but the 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 part where it, it ends up. The part where it ends up being lesser money is not in terms of the average on his salary, but it becomes the years. Mm-hmm. Dallas would be willing to offer him more years than the Lakers would because Dallas is on a different timeline than the Lakers are on. There's a ton of runway with Luka Doncic. You ain't got a lot of years, a lot of seasons with LeBron James and AD left. You just don't. It is amazing in the NBA how many teams get put in the position of not having a choice. Like, you could argue that the best basketball move for the Mavericks is to let him go because playing with Luka, I don't know if that's the best combination, but we know that it would work with LeBron, which is we've seen it work with LeBron. No doubt. 
Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, the best teams start with great talent. When it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Plenty of Lakers talk today off of their season-ending sweep at the hands of the Denver Nuggets in the conference finals. LeBron swept for just the third time in his career. Up next, more of your reaction to LeBron dropping retirement hints. Has he played in his final conference finals? That's next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. The Denver Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals, and they take out the Lakers in a four-game sweep. Obviously frustrated not being able to uh, close out one of these games where you went in every game. And so um, that's, that's the frustrating part. Kesty, the call last night on ESPN Radio. Lakers get swept by the Nuggets. We get back to that and your reaction to whether or not LeBron is potentially really considering retiring, as he said afterward. It is Canty and Carlin in for a grainy. By the way, I knocked over that mug of mine like twice yesterday. Yeah. Brought it back today. 
the second I walk into the studio, the crew gives me paper towels. Well, Thanks a lot, fellas. Yeah, exactly. We just got to make sure we keep it a clean workspace. I brought it back here today. Just well, in case. you're actually using the stool that's right below your seat for what it was intended for, rather than putting your mug on the desk. Still time left in the show. That's for sure. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Here's Dave McMenamin, ESPN Lakers reporter on SportsCenter late last night on why we should take LeBron seriously when he talks about potentially retiring. He's never made a comment like this before, and this isn't a natural break. He's still under contract for next season. He has a player option for the season after that. It's not like he's a free agent, and it's the time where you take stock of things and you assess things. He has certainly had a wild ride with this Lakers team from 2-10 and 10 to being swept in the conference finals, and he's going to take some stock of, of where his life is going to go with his basketball career this summer. Look, it's going to come down to whether or not the Lakers are willing to do what they need to do to try to get them closer to a championship, and that's Kyrie Irving because it's the only chance they have. Well, let me just say this about what McMenamin had to say right there. It's year to year once you get to this stage in your career. Mm -hmm. When you're in your mid or your late 30s, even early 40s for guys like Tom Brady or or Brett Favre, you're year to year, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It doesn't matter what your contract looks like. You know, you're going to take it year by year. And if when you step back from it after, you know, you had a chance to settle on the season being over the finality of it, if you take if you take a step back and assess where the team is, where you're at in your career and decide that's not where you want to be and you want to continue to play, then the organization that you're playing for, if you're an all time great, is going to make that work. They're going to acquiesce to what you're looking for and they're going to be willing to move you even a franchise like the Lakers that got to the conference finals. So I just, like like I said, it, there is a contract that's in place, but uh, at this stage for LeBron James, all of that's negotiable because retirement is right there. Sammy, up next on ESPN Radio. Sammy, you think LeBron retires after this year? Oh, man, definitely. Like, all these hints he's given, everybody's just like, nah, nah. Last dance, cr- uh, crew filming them, nah. Uh, you know what? I might not play with my son. Nobody's taking it serious. And another thing, you might as well retire Carmelo Anthony's jersey. It's not like New York has anything else hanging up in the Raptors. I mean, no championships. Or That's not true. That's not or, true. They got championships, bro. I yeah, mean, they got they a couple. Have, they've got titles. Back in the day. They've got titles, bro. Yeah. And yeah. they also have some great players yeah, up there. Let's like pipe Walt down Frazier. on that one. Yeah. yeah anyway. Pipe down on that one. Back to LeBron. Listen, if you think he's walking away, those were not pointed comments. I just think you haven't paid attention to LeBron's career. Now, could he say, like Chris has talked about earlier in the show, taking a year off? I can absolutely see that. Why not? If you need to get physically right and mentally right and come back and give it another shot and have a chance to play with your son, why not? Now, Chris, there are already some odds out there. Of course there are. If LeBron were to leave the Lakers, so to speak, Mm-hmm. Who would be the next team he would play for? Okay. Favorites? Mm. The Knicks, 3-1, to one, right. of course. Okay. Of course. What do you think it goes beyond that? Second favorite. Second favorite. Um, I would probably say a team in the East. Well, 
I mean, I would say a team in the Eastern Conference just because it's an easier path. Mm. Although I would, I would also like to throw out the idea of the Golden State Warriors. That would be fun. They're on the list. I, I, I would say it's probably another team in the East, not Boston, because they've got a ton of wings. They've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I, I don't think it would be Milwaukee because of Giannis. Nope. Um, so, so I, I don't think he'd run it back with Pat Riley. I'm going to say the Sixers in the East. Correct. The Sixers in the, the Sixers East. Sixers at 7-2. Yeah, to two. yeah, because James Harden's a free agent. That would make a lot of sense. Behind them, Clippers at 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers 7-1. to one. All right. Phoenix 9-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Golden State 9-1. to one. Yeah. I think it's a lot more likely that it would be a Golden State discussion than a Phoenix discussion. Yeah, I mean, listen, staying in the state of California with his son playing at USC makes yeah. a lot of sense. Canty and Carlin, ESPN That's Radio, nice. and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance in for Greeny today, and you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click Watch, Look for Greeny, and enjoy. Up next, one of the best analysts in basketball weighs in on LeBron and the Lakers going down. The great Kenny Smith, the Jet joins us next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Greeny, the podcast. The NBA playoffs. Five to shoot. Jokic in the corner. Jokic on the drive. Got deep and scored for the lead with 51.7 to go. It's a collective effort, for real. It's that we are growing as, as a team, as a franchise. I think it's a really nice to be a Nuggets fan. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs. On Greeny with Mike Greenberg. He's one of the best there is. Kenny the Jet Smith, TNT NBA analyst, two-time NBA champion. He is joining us, Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. And Kenny's got a new book out, Talk of Champions, Stories of the People Who Made Me, available wherever you get your books. Kenny, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We're on ESPN Radio. We appreciate a few minutes. How's it going? Man, appreciate you guys having me. No, it's our thrill to have you on, Kenny. And let's let's start with last night. The Lakers get swept and LeBron dropping hints after the game. Uh, maybe thinking about potentially retiring this offseason. What did you make of it all? I, I just thought, first of all, that the Denver Nuggets, you know, we, we saw that they were the better team. Uh, you know, uh, from, from beginning, you know, I always say, like, the, your best two players get you there. Um, and that would be, you know, Jokic and, and, and Murray. But to me, three, four, five, six wins championships. So that's Porter, Gordon, uh, Green, 
Like, those are the guys, you know, Brown, those are the guys who are going to get you a championship. And their ability to plug all of those holes um, from start to finish, along with, you know, obviously Mike uh, Malone did a great job in terms of coaching and having a good strategy. So, the better team. Now, the, the hints about retiring, uh, you know, after you have a 40-point triple-double, doesn't seem like it's your skill set. Maybe you're saying also an innuendo that we don't have a, a good enough team. And, Jet, to that point, I, I wanted to ask you about the decisions that the Lakers are facing this offseason outside of LeBron James and, and just keep it in mind with our insider, Brian Windhorse, who's followed LeBron his entire career, said about wanting to play with Bronny. Uh, could you see a world where – if the Lakers don't dramatically reshape the roster to put it on par with the Denver Nuggets, LeBron James takes a gap year and waits for LeBron, uh, for Bronny to get to the NBA. Could you see a scenario like that playing out? Um, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not one, I'm not 100% sure that uh, uh, Bronny's a, a one and done type player. Um, I know he's a, you know, a really great high school player, really good high school player, but, you know, I think it's even, and I don't know if he even played his natural position his first year at USC because Isaiah Collier, who's the um, number one player in the country, is, is playing the same spot. You know, so I don't know how much he'll be able to even play a natural point guard position when the best point guard in the country and the best high school basketball player is at USC. So he might have to have two gap years, three gap years. <laughs> so uh, so I think, you know, waiting on Le- on Bronny is probably a movie uh, script more than the actuality um, of what he has to do. The Lakers did get better. Um, but I just think that they also caught a little bit lightning in the bottle playing together haven't played together and all of a sudden get to the Western Conference final. You bring in D'Angelo De- De- Russell and all of the different trades that they made throughout the year. You know, it's, it, it, it could have been quick fixes and not long-term fixes. Kenny the Jet Smith, TNT NBA analyst, joining us. He's got a new book out, Talk of Champions, Stories of the People Who Made Me. We'll get to the book here in a minute. Kenny, uh, first, though, you mentioned the midseason moves, though. What's missing for the Lakers right now? I don't know if anything's missing. You're just not playing together for long periods of time. You know, even when Anthony Davis and LeBron were together, they really didn't even play together with the first group of guys. They weren't there for a bulk of the season. So, you know, I think the Lakers just have to be able to have a group that could be healthy enough or good enough when LeBron and or AD take their stints of not playing. You know, the difference between Denver, we never watched the Nuggets, and there's a long stint where Joker's not playing. You know, this year, when Philadelphia had their best regular season in a while, there wasn't long stints where Joel and B was not playing. Um, so how can you create a rhythm and a, and a, and a way to, and a style of play and, and, and even know what you need in a trade or a draft um, when you don't, play long minutes together. Jet, uh, we've seen Kyrie Irving sitting courtside in the conference finals and throughout various points in this postseason. Could you, let me say it this way. If Kyrie Irving were to become a Laker, where does that put that team with LeBron James and AD in the Western Conference? Does that close the gap with a team like the Denver Nuggets? I think the one thing that 
the thing that to me that the Lakers were not able to think at times they were um, big enough. You know, when you have Porter and Gordon and Joke on the floor, you have three guys that are 6'10 or over. So defensively, uh, rotations and things of that nature. But the thing about Porter and, 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 and Gordon is they're, 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 super, they're athletic enough to guard smaller players, but smaller players aren't big enough to guard them. So I think the Lakers need size just as much as they might need guard play or even more because when LeBron goes out the game or AD goes out the game, they become very small. And that's why they was like, you know, at times people were like, what? why are you saying this? They were like, oh, Mo Bamba might come back because they were small. They're small without a – and where Mo Bamba is a player who's, you know, a young player in the league, but he really hasn't shown that he's a, a, a great player yet. But even the fact that he was coming back was big news because they were so, they're so small when LeBron or AD goes out the game. Kenny Smith joining Kenty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Grinny. Kenny, what has allowed, how has it happened, why has it happened that Jamal Murray has really been able to elevate his game in the postseason from the regular season? Well, you know, it's funny because I had a conversation with him and, um, on our show, and, and, he, and it, it, it's basically it's been his health. You know, he's like, this is the first time he's been healthy, which means, I, when when players tell me that, you know, in the off season when they say they're healthy in the off season, that means they're not doing rehab. They're doing drill work. They're working on their skill set. But when you're hurt in the off season, you're just trying to maintain and figure out ways to get healthy. So you're always in the on the doctor's table, and that's that's what you don't want if you're an NBA player. Jet, you were on the '95 Rockets, and that was the lowest playoff seed in the NBA to win it all. What's it like for you when you watch the eight seed Miami Heat go on a run that we've seen so far this postseason? Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible run because, you know, when we when we made our, our run, we added a top 50 player all time, Clyde Drexler. <laughs> you know, so we were six seed, but we added at midway point, you know, Clyde Drexler. They haven't added a Clyde Drexler. They've actually have been subtracting guys. Yeah. No Tyler Hero. No Victor Oladipo. You know, add a guy, Duncan Robinson, who had lost his spot to guys who had played better than him at time throughout the year. So that's what's amazing to me about their run is that they've actually subtracted people that are actually better players than the guys that are playing and doing well. Kenny, with that in mind, what players have you either played with, played against, seen that remind you of Jimmy Butler, especially from the mental side of it? Well, I think, I think firstly, from a physical standpoint, you know, his, 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 his advantage is that he's much more physical than, than the guards today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of the, you know, the way the game is played and the lack of contact, on, you can't hold. He can use his physicality, his, put his shoulder right in the middle of your chest, and then get space to shoot in between shots. He reminds me somewhat of when I played with a guy named Vernon Maxwell, body type. So uh, he has a Dwayne Wade, Vernon Maxwell, body type, six foot four, super uh, super physical. When they're, they they can play physical when they're on the offensive end, where most guys play physical on a defensive end. They don't create contact offensively. 
Joker does that. He plays a lot like the Joker, honestly, in terms of, uh, but from a guard standpoint, where they, he creates a lot of contact. He's not wowing you with his ball handling wizardry. He's not jumping over the building. He's just physically outmanning you. Jed, how do you explain what's happening to the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals? How, how do you explain it? I, I really can't. I, I, I would. You could lose a series, but not, I think when you look at the player roster from we, when we first started the conversation from three to six, you know, would you say, you know, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, or you're going to take Al Horford, you know, Smart, Brogdon, White, like those just – just physically, the names are from a from a from a standpoint of team roster is so much better. So you know, and, and, and better in this way. Most of them have proven that they have been better longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that that's what surprises me is that those guys, and even you know Tatum at times one and two, the, and, and Brown have not been up to par. Um, with Bam Adebayo and and and, uh, and Jimmy, but three, four, five, six, seven, you know, all day you'll take the Celtic guys in a pickup game, and then uh, now you're saying no, you won't. Stu's, you know, Gabe Vincent and 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 Kyle Lowry, you'll take over any of those guys right now. Kenny Smith is with us. He's got a new book out, Talk of Champions, Stories of the People Who Made Me. Kenny, why the book now and why this angle of the book of focusing on people who have influenced you? Well, I think, you know, firstly, I I read a lot of self-help books and I always look at them and go, man, this is like from one person's point of view and it's great. I realized that I was around greatness my whole life. And so I have 15 chapters of 15 different ways to be successful. It's on the way. So if you want to look at Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, Shaq, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, like these are the things that these people had done that if I knew at 20 years old or if I knew as a business person, if I knew as an athlete, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I, it, I would have got there so much faster. I learned it over my 50 years of, you know, of existence. We're here. I'm giving it to you one, one night. So one read. Where if you, I want people to take away from it, guys, you know, where if I read this book, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to understand why I do things and why they're successful. Kenny, last one for me. As somebody who is remarkably out of shape, I, I find it borderline offensive that you enjoy beating two really out of shape guys in a short sprint run to the wall. Why do you continue uh, to do this to us as a people? <laughs> well, I think because... I think overall, because they've been the greatest of the greats, I want to let them know that they're, they're not the Shaq of old. They're just old Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't right, Kenny. Hey, Kenny, enjoy it tonight. Hopefully the Celtics give you an opportunity here to get a game back. He's got game four. Celtics heat tonight, 830 on TNT. In the book, talk of champion stories of the people who made me. Kenny Smith, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Now, listen, I don't I, – I, I think the Celtics tonight are just a beaten-down team. They're done. I, I think They're they done. Just... And, and our very own Stephen A. Smith brought it up a little bit yesterday in talking about 
all of the things happening behind the scenes off the basketball court with this organization over the last calendar year and how it's taken its toll in terms of the chemistry, how the players feel, um, how they relate to their coach and Joe Mazzula, knowing how much they loved Ime Adoka. It was just, it was really messy in terms of their dismissal of Ime Adoka following the scandal, but that was something that was made very public by the Boston Celtics. And this could be, in effect, the response that we're seeing from the players not being able to contend at the same level because they don't necessarily trust some of the things that have happened behind the scenes with the organization. Well, here's Woj last night on that very topic, ESPN Senior NBA Insider. This team, this locker room, they never got over Ime Udoka's dismissal as head coach. This, this, these players did not accept uh, the organization's reasoning for doing it. They thought it was a wild overreaction. There were a lot of people on the outside who thought it was an overreaction. It was an HR matter. And he went on to talk about the fact that not only were they upset when it happened, they were upset when he almost got hired by Brooklyn, and they were upset when he did get hired by Houston. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jerry Krause wasn't wrong when he said organizations win championships. Like, like, there's something to be said for doing things the right way and doing right by your people. And when they did Ime Adoka like that, as a player, you're saying, if they're, if they're willing to do a rookie head coach that took them to the NBA Finals this way when there was a misstep or when there was some drama, what will they do to me? And then beyond that, they got rid of, well, summarily dismissed, a coach that the players trusted to have a plan to put them in positions to have success. When you move on from somebody like that and you hire Joe Mazzula, who's done a fine job but not nearly at the same level as Ime Adoka, then the players start to question, well, what the hell is the ultimate goal? Is the goal to just be competitive or is the goal to win championships? Because I thought it was the latter and not the former. And so I, I think all of that factors into this team coming up short. And we just had Kennedy Jet Smith on, and he said he couldn't explain why the Boston Celtics are falling short in this way. Well, to me, that's the way you explain it. You explain it by the players feeling the way toward the organization and not trusting the coach that's in place now. Tune in tonight, Game 4, NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Heat hosting the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Meanwhile, the Heat were as long odds as 250-1 to 1 during the play-in tournament to win a championship a Heat Series win at plus 430 to win this series. Third biggest upset in conference finals history or NBA finals in the past 35 years. And to me, boy, if they get to the finals, Denver, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.